Oh shit, are we starting? Are we starting this episode? Oh shit. Oh snap. It's been Do we soft open? Do we just keep talking and then like, kind of like... What's up everybody? What's up? What's up? That's the uh, Peter McKinnon opening. You're not letting anything go. No. Today, are you? Nah. So, we are back. First time in Studio B. Studio C, I studio guess. Studio C, I guess. Yeah, we have yeah. three studios now. This is our third studio. We're, we're just balling like that. Yeah. Welcome back to the Alternative Blacks podcast. This is the first podcast in... I know, I'm excited. <laughs> like, Pod. together. We're potting. We're potting. We're potting. Uh, first episode back since the beginning of the COVID series. <laughs> so I am excited. I am Tyler. We're here with Chris and Steven, the first reoccurring guest That's of the right. ABP. Yeah, the old head correspondent. Yes, yeah, old, old head uh, correspondent. Minister of old headery. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we talked on IG Live about Nick Cannon's interview with Professor Griff and how he kind of got canceled because of some anti-Semitic remarks. And then the subsequent walking back of those remarks. Right. And then moving forward, uh, of, of everything that happened there. I, so, think his, I think his turban was on too tight. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is like... What is up with that? Seriously. <laughs> like, we're setting the tone <laughs> early. He's a black Hebrew. Yeah. He's a yeah. black Israelite. Okay. All right. Hope that he goes ridiculous. But <laughs> so we're setting the tone early. But uh, we wanted to talk about... We wanted to talk about cancel culture. We wanted to kind of piggyback off of last week's episode. But before we get into any of that... Beer. That's right. What do we got? So today, we excitedly, as you might have heard already, have the Black is Beautiful beer brewed by um, Harris Family Brewing yeah, yeah. Um, in concert with uh, Wolf Brewing and Evergreen, and it pre- premiered at Evergreen um, Brewing. On the uh, 30th. On the 30th. Last Thursday week. the 30th. Last week for sure. And... <laughs> We're not recording today and putting it out next week. What's pre-production? I'm um, like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> time travel. So, oh, that's the, fucking all the, all the black is beautiful yeah. brews that you know that was it was started by Weathered Souls down in San Antonio. Um, they're all imperial stouts. This one's a 9.5 uh, ABV. Uh, it's brewed with molasses, cinnamon, banana puree, and walnut. I'm telling you, that banana puree balancing out with the walnut, you don't get that, like, it's not overly sweet, but it just kind of balances out, has that nutty feel. Woo! Yeah, don't you sound like a beer snob, don't you? It's only been, like, a thousand beers. It's okay. Yeah. Um, wow. This is, like, I wish... I, I want this at Christmas. Wait, am I allergic to walnut? We'll see if we make it through the episodes. <laughs> um... No, the cinnamon comes through really nicely, and I think it really tempers down the sweetness of the banana puree and the molasses. Um, it's just it's just really balanced. It's definitely not over. It's definitely not over sweet, which is good. Yeah, it is rich. Yeah, but right. <laughs> I was gonna do the I'm rich bitch, but uh, I, I don't have that in my like register. I uh, didn't register. Nope. All right, cool. So moving on, this was uh, you know what? Not moving on. What are you? What are we rating this real quick? Ooh, I'm um, I'm going to I'm going. I'm between a four two five and a four five. 
for me personally. I think four two five. It's mm. delicious, but for me, mm. I wish it was a little colder. I had it yes. in my car, uh, so this is true. Yeah, it's that's just a little warm. I think that I think that's what it is because when you get something like rich like like this, you kind of want it to be a little colder. Yeah. I think that's the only thing holding it back, and why I might agree with the four two five. But I think overall, like I'm looking at this refrigerated properly gave it a little air to to breathe before uh, yeah. drinking it i would give this a four or five solidly i would well here, here here's what i would say the reason i'm going between four two five and four five is with beers that are very rich like this sometimes it tastes good but can you is there a drinkability there can what is the crushability going? of it we're not going is it crushable bro no I was at I was at the beer distributor <laughs> yesterday, and that I saw in the uh, in the fridge that Sam seventy six, and on the label it says crushable, and I was just like, this is awful. <laughs> they they are the frat stars of craft beer. They make a couple good things, but yeah, I get your point. There are a couple good frat yeah, stars, yeah. you know, when when you get past the, the frattiness of it. But the fact remains. Yeah, but they're like one of the OG craft beer places, you know what I'm saying? So Just you know, like they, frats are OG yeah. organizations. True, true. True. OG FOs. True. OG FOs. See, I'm not really a... Gangster fraternal, fraternal organizations. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not a huge snout guy. This is pretty tasty, though. That's what I'm saying. That, you know. Plus, okay, so the reason I uh, I might be... Rating this a little higher than my my usual rating system might allow for yeah, is because pretty, last time I was with you guys, you're pretty yeah. harsh. I got yeah. murdered. You, so you, you remember cause, that? Because he because <laughs> he murdered that that rating. That's why it was awful. And uh, like I like I said though, my four two five between four five is literally because if if this beer is drinkable, Crushable. drinkable. Throughout, I'm going to stick with my 4-5. If it starts getting to be a bit much, which it hasn't yet, then it's going to be a 4-2-5 for me. But nice. right now, 4-5. Speaking of beer. Do I, get, do, I, do I get to say my rating? Oh, well, yeah, 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 of course. Right. I'm giving this a 3.999999. So are you, Adam? Do you have the, like... No, I don't. Do you, do you subscribe to, like, the Patreon of Untapped? Do you no, get no. that special feature? I'm give this a four, as stouts go. This is probably one of the best ones I've had, for sure. It's it's a little boozy, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that, what? That nine, I, you, can, you can taste that 9.5. I think you're becoming a little more critical with your ratings. As as you get snobbier. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. Just just pointing that out there. Like, just pointing that yeah, out. Yeah, but I'm still not as harsh as you. You're like, oh, this is it. My average rating is a 3.53. That's pretty low. It is. Considering you drink a lot of beer that you you don't you don't just get everything. You get everything that sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen in the audience, I think I heard a phone. If you could please turn off your cellular devices or at least put them on silent or vibrate, it'd be much appreciated. We're all professionals up here and we can't deal with the distraction. Steven? We're all professionals and we can't deal with the distraction as professionals. Well, yeah, like the tennis players can't deal with like people cheering. Like, how dare they? <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about beer, right? Yes. Special thank out, thank out, special thanks to Oakwood Brewing Company. 
Wow, it's been a while. I'm not drunk, you're drunk. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Oprah Brewing Company, for it, for being a Day One sponsor. That's what I, what happens when I spend the day with Steven. <laughs> <laughs> for being a Day One sponsor, Oprah Brewing Company, located in Reading at 628 Park Avenue. Right? Park Avenue? Park, That's in the Park, Park Avenue. Millmont area, close to the Oak Brook area, but not in the Oak Brook area. It's Millmont it's area. The street. But it's in Oak Brook. It's eight, Oak Brook Brewing Company. 18th Ward, right? Yeah. 18th Wonder. A uh, special. 18th Ward. The 18th Wonder is that uh, initiative that's going on. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you tried. <laughs> Don't correct me. Uh, special thank you. Uh, spank. Oh my god. <laughs> Cut that out. Special thank you to Oprah Brewing Company for being a day one supporter of the podcast. If you would also like to support, <laughs> if you would like to sponsor the podcast, you can help sponsor through uh, Patreon, through Cash App. We're looking for people to sponsor some audio equipment so that we can all get a microphone and that we're not all huddled around the same microphone. You know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Send us beer. Send us beer. Thank you, Oak, uh, Oak Park. Oak Park. Brewing Company out in Sacramento for doing that. We have... Some black is beautiful to send out to you, actually. So yes, be, be on the lookout for that, Raj. Old buddy. Old buddy. All right. Speaking of buddy, let's talk about hops. Nice segue. Yeah, I was all right. <laughs> all right. So we did Simcoe, which was your hop. We talked about Cascade because Oakbrook called it the '65 Mustang, which is hilarious. Now we're going to talk about my favorite hop. The Mosaic Hop, which happens to be just basically like a GMO version of Simcoe. Yep. So, feel however you might want to about that. Kegerator.com, which seems to be our go-to like resource for information on hops, is where we're going to get this information from. Well, a little ironic to me that it's called kegerator. kegerator. Yeah, yeah. You don't really, you don't really buy kegerators of uh, craft beer, but now, nah. hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. Normalize kegerators of craft it's, beer. It's in the umbrella of keg. You know, like let's look at it holistically. <laughs> holistically. <laughs> Thank out. <laughs> uh, don't try. It. Oh, okay. The most thing hop variety is barely four years old. Take that. When was this written? 2017. So it's seven years old. So wait, Mosaic is only seven years old? Apparently. When did we start drinking? Six years ago. Right. (laughs) So so Mosaic was was new to the scene. Mosaic was new to the scene because if, if you have a beer... Or say, you, if you have a hop that just started coming around in, what, 2013 13 or so, right? 2013 or so. So by the time you actually get a beer out, brewed, and, and out to people, it's probably closer to a year till people are starting to experience that. So we kind of hit... Prime time. Prime time. We came in with Mosaic. Prime time. We really hit a prime time of craft beer, though, when, when you think about it just across the board, so... Anywho, the acreage dedicated to Mosaic has seen a 67% increase between 2004 and 2016 in Washington State and a 45% increase between 2015 and 2016 in Idaho. And at the time, in 2017, was the sixth highest production hop in the U.S. 
And uh, Kegerator goes on to say, its success is partially due to the craft brew industry's increased interest in aroma in dual-purpose varieties. Like Simcoe and Mosaic. So, speaking of, like Simcoe, basically Mosaic was, uh, it came to be in search of a higher-yielding Simcoe-like variety. So the breeding program started in 2001. Hmm. When they crossed a female Simcoe and a nugget-derived male, which had a lineage including tomahawk, brewer's gold, early green, and an unknown variety. The test plant was called HBC 369 for about the 10 years they selected for the best plants and then let a few brewers take a peek. So it's really interesting this this came about because of your your favorite hops. I know, it's... You know, it's like my hop fathered your hop, or mothered, I guess. Is. Mothered. So my hop was the original. Amazing what they can do with that stuff, you know? It really is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, we could, in, in like 10 years, we could have a whole new, like, range of flavors and aromas and beer from all these different hops. Oh, there's no question that's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Two beers specifically for me that I would say watch out, like look for in terms of trying a mosaic hop uh, and getting a really good flavor from is the, oh, what is it called from the Great Lakes? Great Lakes, uh, their um, Chill Wave? Chill Wave. Absolute banger of a beer. It's <laughs> chill and it waves. Yes. That's such a great name for a really good beer. A that's banger? A, that's a banger. That's a banger of a beer. That's a banger of a beer. That's a banger. We're on fire right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Fresh Squeeze IPA by that, Shoot. That's a shout out to Adam, too, because he's always saying, oh, is he, yo, that's a banger. Is he team. a banger, bro? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> he's a banger, bro. <laughs> When it comes to beer now, when Adam, it comes to beer, Adam, Adam Bloomberg, he, he said he he talks like that. Mm-hmm. He just seems really like low key and chill, low key chill, and also like high key conspiracy theorist. Oh, oh yeah, I love it. Oh, like what what kind of conspiracies? Every government, government. one that exists. Wow, that's kind of but a he, great. And he, and he, he doesn't even care though. Like he's like, yeah, uh, that's why I'm. That's so interesting because that's a good segue <laughs> into what we're talking about. Well. It would be if we weren't going to the sample game. Ooh, the sample game. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wait, let me. Get Don't my, we have a soundboard yet? We had like Spotify four, ready, we had like so four I can months. This shit. Five months. <laughs> yet. You need Shazam, man. Oh, yeah. that that too, Shazam. That's Shazam will. Oh no, Shazam's only going to get you the, the uh, original, the song. original, the song. original. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> as as he's looking over here, <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> All right. So the sample hails out of 1973. Oh, wow. From a Mr. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, I believe is how you say his name. Yes. You have to ask that question. (laughs) Seriously? No. (laughs) And the song is called Distant Lover. Mm. Ooh, 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 I know it, I know it, I know it. Yep. You know what? Ah, 
god, this is exciting, right? Is this wow? I right? can't believe I got this one. I have no clue. He it, uses him very often. I feel he does. It's a Kanye West sample from oh. College Dropout. Oh, it's okay. a spaceship. That's exactly right. Nice, nice. I know. There it is. Beautiful. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, this is something Kanye would sample. So are we going to cancel Kanye? Has Kanye not Kanye, been canceled? Well, that's a, that's, no, that's an aspect we're going to get to, yet. actually. That's definitely something we're going to... You think he's been canceled? Well, I think that's that's something to not, come back to, Not though. yet. That's something to come back to, because... That's an argument. It is. Well, this is all an argument. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a no, healthy scared, discussion. Yeah, yo, Tyler is scaring me right now. Like, you want to like scoot? Like, yeah, can I sit over yeah. here behind you? <laughs> Nowhere safe. Nowhere, like. Yeah. Do you really, see his he's, wingspan? He's really. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Play tennis with him. Yeah. <laughs> There's no love in Tyler. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> him and Chris on the same team. Forget about it. Different Chris. Yeah, the court coverage. Yeah. The coverage is just amazing. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, today's topic, the main topic, is about cancel culture, trying to discuss cancel culture, wrap our heads around what exactly constitutes cancel culture. Is it effective? Is it good? Is it bad? You know, just having these types of discussions. Um, so I guess the first question would be to each of us, what is cancel culture? What do you perceive cancel culture to be? And either of you can take this question. Um, I, I think you and I, we were discussing this a little bit last night, uh, as we usually do, is just to kind of prep for uh, episodes and try to avoid having nuanced conversations on the show where we, we might take more time away trying to understand what we're exactly talking about prior to, you know, getting on here and being able to keep the conversation moving, right? Yeah. And, and well, what, well, I would say... Not necessarily avoid having nuanced conversations, but avoiding coming, um, avoiding misunderstanding right. what points we're trying to make. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, what we just did right now, but on a nuanced. larger scale. Yeah, we're very nuanced, but, like, yeah, exactly. You did it beautifully. Beautifully. Holy shit. Uh, I miss <laughs> 9.5 getting to I you. miss IG Live. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... <laughs> You and I were having the discussion based off of is cancel culture, you know, just a name for what has been going on for years, generationally. Like it's always been as culture, progress, uh, and uh, legislation and all of this stuff moves forward and norms are set. Is, is that same conversation of, well, you're just being too sensitive and now we're calling it cancel culture, uh, that type of thing? Or is it a... Uh, is cancel culture the same thing of somebody who does something repetitively, like a Kanye West, or someone who is constantly in the news doing something that might be problematic, like say a Terry Crews, right? Are are those patterns? Do we we constitute that whole section of repetitive events and issues as something that is worth canceling somebody, or is it a single event where you're, something happens at one moment and you say that's it, you're done? You're canceled. So I, I think that that's for me is where part of the conversation is. How do how do we define it? Is there a 
time frame? Is it a, like a singled out moment? Is it a well, here here's all, all of the receipts for everything that you have ever fucking done, and now because we have all this information, you're canceled. And is it and in, in looking at Kevin Hart is you know you you pull up something from how many years ago when they say something that was quote unquote or quote unquote normal or un, not unusual to say and now in the current climate no longer acceptable yeah um there's a couple things and uh i think for me there's really there's really there's really a few things to think about because we want to talk about there's cancel culture right is that the same thing as like internet outrage like outrage, what some people would define as outrage culture, and some people mm-hmm. separately define cancel culture and outrage culture as two different things. And this public shaming thing where people are piling on to someone without really understanding what they're piling on to. Is it wrong? Is it right? Do we have all the information on the situation? Um, so, like, there's, I think, even in talking about like negative aspects and positive aspects, we can even break off exactly what is cancel culture versus what's internet outrage um internet public shaming is that right um is it wrong and you had a couple questions about um where does it stop and where does it start mm-hmm. i think every situation is different you know i think it's very complicated because people are very complicated yeah, it's, it's such a broad topic to me it, I want, we were talking before I, I think it's just another way of saying being ostracized. You know, you're basically like, like there's there's things that you know t- Tyler and I could agree on. We agree on stuff. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> but that you that that you that you might be feel strongly about, or that we don't think you're right about, and we could be like, Chris, you're wrong. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like where it gets to a point where you're just like going to completely eliminate somebody or something from your life. That's where I think people take it too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, here's you know, my- I think, and, and it, it's no different than like, it, it's such an abstract thing. Like, there's so it many is. different avenues to it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and cancel culture has been going on forever. And you know, like, you know, King Henry would say, "Look, you know, I'm chopping your head off, right? Like, you canceled, you canceled. <laughs> that's you know, yeah. Like, it looks a little bit different. The issue is now. Is well, it, it's is not it an a issue. Form of, is it a form it's of different. bullying? Is it a form of bullying? Like, like if I don't agree with something, you know, that everybody else is saying, like, I should, like, be dismissing whatever it is. Like, if I don't want to do that, are you going to cancel me? If, if, you know, when you think about, like, the whole argument, like, the political climate of today, like, look at, look how Facebook is. Like, you really look at that situation and there's people that you, like, I'm, I've been friends with for years that are like Trump supporters, and I don't want to obviously focus on him at all because he's an asshole. But that's another story. But like, do I cancel those people out of my life because that person's a Trump supporter? And where do you draw the line okay. at that? You, so, you feel so me? this is where cancel culture is very interesting to me because I think there is a positive element and a yeah. constructive form of cancel culture, and right. then there is this perceived, and this is the uh, everyone's too sensitive, every blah, blah, blah. This is where this, like, uh, rhetoric comes in, uh, where people are just piling on. Like, you see everybody running in one direction. and like, oh, cancel them. Well, what's going on? I don't know, but cancel them. 
break. Yeah, it's like reading just the headline. And well, my my question the, is yeah. okay. My question is, and I think the question is there okay. is your question's all right. I wouldn't say it's okay, but it's all right. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> the, huh? How how <laughs> effective is cancel culture? Like, how effective is it? It depends. To to now, mostly what we hear about is celebrities being canceled, yeah. right? When you think about that, how much does that actually affect someone who has money, fame, and power and influence already, and already a fan base that obviously was in support of them? doing those kinds of things, saying those kinds of things, especially when you think of a comedian, when you think of Kevin Hart that you brought up earlier, he was canceled for, for some things that he said. What did that actually do to him, though? Did, because he came he, out with a special literally right after that, and it did crazy numbers on Netflix. Right, but didn't he own up and address what was problematic and learn from it? He did, but... So dude, I think that... but. That's the the element of it. From that type of celebrity, there's a celebrity that wasn't going to be hurt regardless. But from Kevin Hart's point... But that's point, kind of if, my point, though. But from Kevin Hart's point, if, if they actually learn, to me, that's productive. No, no. That's true. Right. But from, like... So, there's a celebrity where Kevin Hart, he learned. Thank God. Right? Potentially. I, I would have to do more research and, like, actually say that for certain. But I think he did learn. But, like, for instance, Jay-Z does something. He gets canceled. Jay-Z's not going to fucking care. And he could Donald, learn. Donald Sterling. Right. He could right. learn. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect his pockets. But somebody that's up and coming, who gets canceled, really needs to pay attention to be like, oh, oh, I need to, like, jump onto it. So there's different nuances, I think, that that really affect it. Like Absolutely. Business owners, cancel culture can really be a thing. Like, even if you're a profitable business, if you still want that business to, to thrive and you really are, like, trying to build up this billionaire legacy or whatever that hit points of money that's just fucking unfathomable, right? It still matters and your pockets still matter because that's you and I talked about what what is one way to dis disrupt a white system that really doesn't care about any other color but green. Cancel culture works in those in, in pockets. Exactly. When when it affects the pockets. But when like, you actually have a... When everything so goes down to... This right. is what, this is what I'm trying to say real quick is cancel culture works when there is a clear, defined initiative and reason behind it. I am canceling you until you show that you can XYZ to become better and do ABC to really show that. So and that, we're going to hurt you in one, two, three reasons. So does that mean that you have to conform to instead of being yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like conform to, conform to what society tells you you should conform to in order to not be I think canceled. we all kind of well, conform. I think, well, well, you see what I'm saying? I, I get your point, but I think this is where it gets politicized. Mm. Where you have Freedom people like Fox News and, you know, um, the conservative talking heads. Right, right. Yeah, people like that who are saying it's a that cancel culture is 
the biggest threat to like our free speech and First Amendment rights. And here, and here's, and here's the yeah, thing. But, but see, they're, they're, like I hate those groups because they're 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 hypocritical. Like oh no, can, they're no, completely no, we're, we're hypocritical. Not about that, but we're, we're talking about how but it gets politicized. Clearly, I'm sorry, clearly, no, forty five is hypocritical, and oh, he's what? a walking contradiction. Yeah, but yeah. no one who supports him seems to either care or they're too dumb to understand that, or they're willing so, to like they're okay. With it. It's complicit. called cognitive dissonance. Yeah, dissonance. exactly. Wow, hold up. Dropping like cognitive dissonance. Yes. Exactly. They're they're so complicit. It's ridiculous. And so, it doesn't affect them. So, but this is what I, this is what my point was. Is that no points when when we talk about how when we talk about those negatives, it's a very small box and a very small piece of this cancel culture that's actually the negative piece. Because what it really boils down to is. Someone being piled onto for something that was posted that was not properly researched on the full situation, and them as a normal person can't overcome the shaming that has caused that. They lose job interviews, they lose things of this nature because mm-hmm. their character has now been destroyed, and they aren't rich and famous and can't just survive off of that. And However, could- this is this is, but that's very. Few and far in between. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the nuance is where, yes, this is a well, thing, but it's not, that's not the big issue here because at the same time, when we're talking about canceling large, uh, large figures, public figures, their, ba- their base does not care. Their base probably agrees with the terrible thing that they said or the or incorrect thing. Or doesn't think critically enough to challenge that way of thinking and just adopt it as somebody who is an influencer. Right. So I go back to how destructive or how, you know, how bad is it really? How destructive is it really if the people that were quote unquote canceling were canceling people that for the most part we weren't going to be supporting anyway. Like there's a, there's a huge base and population out there that was already going to support them. So how bad is it to point out how horrible or wrong what they're saying is and try to call them on it and try to get them to understand or learn from what they're saying and try to, you know, try to kind of bring them into an understanding. But see, here's where, here's, here's where I think that happens with stuff like that is like, you're literally wasting every time and bit of energy you have on that. Because you're not going to convince somebody to change their mind when they think a certain way. It's like, like the, this you is know, on a personal level. This isn't on a celebrity level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely on a personal level. It's like I, I think say, it's on a celebrity level too. I, I just think, but from like Stephen to Kanye, that that conversation is not being being Yeah, yeah. Like to me, like I always say this. Like I, you know, sometimes I get sucked down that rabbit hole. Like, like you, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, you get in these conversations with people on Facebook, and it's yeah, when like, I'm on Facebook once a month, I see it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, you're just like I'm sitting here, like, why am I wasting my time with this idiot? You know, like, and that's that whole Mark Twain quote. You know, fool, yeah. <laughs> who's the fool? You know, like, why am I wasting my time? And still, like, you know, it's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? God, be in the moment. <laughs> This is the moment, you millennial. Guys. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not going to sit there and waste my time. Like, look, if I don't want to drink Yangling beer because he supports Trump, nobody gives a shit. 
And I'm not going to convince somebody not to drink gangling beer as a result of that. You see what I'm saying? No, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Just I like think... the whole Goya thing. Like, you know, how much Goya has been in people's, you know... Oh, we threw all our oh, Goya out yeah. 100% and you better yeah. not go in the cupboard. Tyler? No, so here's the thing. Like, with the, with the Goya thing, I can even see it from there. No one's asking you, like, when you cancel Goya, no one's saying, go into your cupboard right now and throw out something that you've already paid money for. That's dumb. But I can understand being like, okay, cool. We're like, no longer going like, to buy. Like burning a Kaepernick shirt. Right. No, but honestly, it's the same thing. Stupid. But there's, But there's nothing like... The, the alternative approach is like, okay, cool, we have Goya right now. There are, there, are all alt, art, ugh, there are alternatives to Goya, and it will affect Goya's bottom line at the end of the day because that's the power we have. That's why you saw these blackout days. Well, that's why – that's exactly why this culture is important in, in context because the right. positive thing that comes from this is you get someone who wouldn't have known that the – CEO or president of Goya thought this way and they would have just continued about their lives. Someone who, if they knew what was going on, would take action. So you get a large group of people to understand. So here's, 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 here's where I struggle. Okay. Okay. His, his, his dad got on my shit years ago when I said I wasn't... How dare you talk about Jim Bob? (laughs) Rightly so, probably. (laughs) But I told him I wasn't going to drink Yingling. He was like, wait a minute. Like, the people who work for Dick Yingling are probably like you and me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so his point was, is like, am I going to let those people suffer? Because Dick Yingling's not going to suffer. Wait, you think black people work for Dick Yingling? Well, you know what I'm saying. But there's probably... The, the poorer people, yeah. the people who I mean, are just trying to get by. Yeah. People that are bottling it. Well, yeah, this is right. what I'll the say. The people who produce it, who need to feed their yeah, kids. that's true. You know, just this like the true. people who work for Goya. But, like, I mean, come on. Like, that, that CEO of Goya is not going to be poor ever. You know, That's true. You know what I'm saying? So do we cancel out those products and then the people who actually are earning... So I don't know. That, I, don't know Goya's, I don't know Goya's... Uh, their structure, how everything... I mean, he might be the CEO, but he still might have to answer to a fucking board. Like, there still might be, like, different other things in place. So when the, the bottom line starts g- getting affected and this person who's in charge of this company mm-hmm. has to answer to it, yeah, there's still a yeah, there's still accountability. Point, the there's, there's an accountability, accountability I get it, I get and that's it. the power of it. But, but, but this is a representation of voting. Yeah, this, this is yeah. this is the same thing as voting. Taking people's money away is the is is parallel to voting certain ways. So once you start showing we can hurt you on an economical sense in terms of green, like so we're gonna hurt you now immediately while we can't vote. But once you start seeing those numbers change at the poll. You're gonna even become scared. Boycott. Exactly. You're gonna be well. This is well. This is exactly scared. it too. It's yes. That's that's an interesting point, and that's a good that's a good counterpoint. That there are people that are that have their livelihoods in mm-hmm. say Yingling, and if we were to start hitting Yingling's pocket pockets, you know that could affect them, or would it? Because at the end of the day, people that are that rich that have that much money, it's about the dollar. Mm-hmm. So they will at least not publicly be shitheads. They will change things 
Also, oh, sorry, so there's, so there's an accountability. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a public accountability. Do you think that the, the CEO of Yingling is, uh, or uh, the CEO of Goya is going to walk back his comments? No, 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 no. I think he will react and he will listen to his con- constituents. Or is he only doing it yeah. because of the cancel culture of what's happening? You see what I'm the, saying? The impact of cancel culture. Yeah. I, I do believe there might be a response because of how the the base might support it. There are a lot of like Hispanics, Latinx, Spanish people that support Trump. Like that that mm-hmm. bobbles the mind. It's fun because there's this republic because there's this Republican like business owner mentality that exists within part of that culture, which is whatever. Um but the bottom line is people <laughs> like CEO level who are making who are owners of I don't know what Goya's net worth is and whatever. I don't fucking really care. Um, but when you talk about billionaires, when you talk about people that are owning multi-million dollar companies, they don't get that way without extorting their workers in the first place. So to have that, like, Dick Yingling isn't treating his factory workers the best way anyways. So to say, yeah, it's yeah. going to affect his factory workers, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's just like, yeah, that might be true. However, I doubt the working conditions and how they're being compensated is, is fair. It's fair to begin with. And here's And it's a whole wow, it's yeah. a whole different like thought process because I, I feel like anybody who might be on the opposition who listens to this could say, well, that's the same concept of going back to school in, in midst of COVID and it's only gonna be 0.02%, but that's like thirteen thousand kids or like however yeah. many fucking thousands of kids. Oh, no, we are they, willing you can, you to can fudge kill the numbers kids. all you want. Right. Statistic yeah. oh we we've talked about how statistics but, is bullshit to yeah. begin with. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I completely I agree with your point because and this is my next point. You can say that they might turn around and lay off a whole bunch of people because they lost all this money because no one's buying their product anymore because of their morals. However, you you realize that you know that those jobs are going to transition to something different somewhere else. Sorry, continue but, going. Like it's it's sort of it's sort of like the it's sort of like the whole uh continue what are you doing wait where are your notes continue talking about it's sort of it's sort of like the whole thing with automation and the way that the economy is progressing with or the coal industry just like our boy our boy trump um he really campaigned hard and is still campaigning really hard against biden now in Pennsylvania, I don't know if you've seen these ads about the fact that he's going to take all our jobs away from the coal industry because he wants to shut down coal, right? The thing about this is, one, he's done nothing to even get their jobs saved, make them safer, do all these type, types of things that the actual people on the ground actually want. But aside from that, more to the point is, okay, you close this down you create an infrastructure set on getting these people into jobs that are available, into industries that are thriving and booming and moving the economy in, instead of going to this branch, which is the, the main trunk, we're now gonna branch off and go this direction with the economy. So even if Dick Yingling decides to shut everything down, I still think with proper infrastructure, it's not going to be like this huge job crisis. And, you know, I think with Goya, the same type of thing. It's not going to be this huge job crisis 
where all these people are going to be out of work. One, because I don't think that the CEOs of these giant corporations are going to let it get that far before they change something to get in line with the morals of our society today. But in the same breath, even if they were to go that far, it might seem bad when you start talking about numbers right away, but let's talk about how to transition away from that. And I think that's an important thing to think about. You know, for every job lost, you, you should think about, are there jobs being created as well? And right. what types there, of jobs is are the there? the whole industry like re-educating their... Absolutely. You know, right. So it, it's, I think what I mean, happens is you bring it back to the Blackout Tuesday or whatever that, that initiative yeah. with the music industry was supposed to be that kind of got misconstrued and everything. But it was like, okay, yeah, you put a fucking black square. What are you actually doing? So when you started seeing like Nike and Jordan start to say like, okay, we are giving $100 million or whatever over the next 10 years, $10 million each year to different companies and we're trying to build a culture around X, Y, and Z and we're going to take an initiative to make sure this, this, and this are in place. That is the type of stuff that I am actually interested in seeing. And so that though is still a direct correlation in my mind to a cancel culture, to a culture of protest, to a culture of redefining societal norms. Is These are when you start seeing things take place. This Black is Beautiful initiative was so important because it said, you know, hey, one, there's a societal issue in place and that we need to invest our resources and money into it. You got to keep calling it out. Right. But we're also in an industry where there is still issues and you still have to fight within it. We were in last week, today, um, last week we were in Evergreen Brewery. I've only been there one other time, but the other time I could count on one hand the amount of black people that walked in and out of that establishment. And you know what? I don't think I even needed my thumb at that point. Like, I, I think it had to be less than five. Today, I, <clears throat> last week, at one point, this is even the total number, at one point in that building, there was at least 15 black people in a brewery at one time, outside of Fresh Fest. And that's all thanks to, I, again, I, I have to believe, the uh, initiative by Weathered Souls, Black is Beautiful, was the whole reason, because it was a release at 11 a.m. when they opened up, yeah, that you oh, could get this yeah, can. definitely. And that was nuts. When there was an actual majority of black people in that establishment... One that speaks to me to the fact that, or to this misnomer that, well, black people just don't like, they just, they just must not like beer or craft beer, you know, they, they just don't like it. They'd rather drink the shit stuff, you know, that's, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole idea of considering black people monoliths, like, oh, they're just going to vote Democrat or whatever, you know, there's so many topics about that right. is driving you nuts. Because at the end like, of the oh, day... Well, you're you're yeah. not allowed to like something else that black people aren't supposed to like. Right. But, you know... But that comes <laughs> to the fact that at the end of the day, and I think this is important because we're alternative blacks. 
we we try to give different viewpoints or we have different viewpoints sometimes just because I like the of way you brought that in. That was pretty smooth. Yeah, oh, thank you, thank you. But I th- the reason that this, the reason that that's the that ca- the case is because we are when when one person from the when one black person does something, it it gets turned around as being representative of the whole yeah. the whole. When a white person does something, it's just a bad apple in in the bunch. So that I think that's why something like that exists. That's why the monolith is yeah, that, what it is. That's so like fucked up. But getting back to the whole cancel thing, so I think where cancel culture is good and I hope I piss people off with this comment, is we need to cancel all these freaking confederate uh, statues and shit like that. Thank you. You know, because put them in a fucking museum. Thank you. And let us, and teach people why they were so fucked up in the head and why they were so wrong. We don't need them on display. Okay. You do not need a Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia that was constructed during the Civil Rights era, a hundred years after the Civil War was over. That shit needs to be canceled in a heartbeat. The rebel Confederate flag needs to be canceled. And all those ideologies around that needs to be done. Completely done. It's right. totally like Nazi Germany said, we are not accepting, or Germany said, we are not accepting Nazi symbols, no statues, none of that shit, right? Well, here we are, the Confederate, you know, Tyler brought this up and he's so right. You know, the Confederacy lasted five years and we're worried about like, you know, come on, man, 400 years of oppression compared to five years in a period. Right. Why, why, why are you still talking about slavery? That was 400 years ago. Why are you talking about the Confederacy? It only lasted five fucking years. Like, yeah, it also filters older than that. Why are you guys so sensitive about that? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? 400 years of oppression. Well, no, the one this this is the worst one. The worst one is well, you know, you can't erase history, but but we also don't want to. They don't teach black history in school, do they? But the the big thing is okay, you can't erase history. How many monuments of the Nazis and their atrocities are up in Germany? But do we know about Nazis? But do we know about Nazis? Do we know about that history? Is there a museum dedicated to learning about the atrocities of the Holocaust? So, is there a museum that is dedicated to the atrocities of the Confederacy? That is where the history belongs, and we will learn about it in that way. No one forgot about the. That's why they write books. The moment, (laughs) the moment you start celebrating it is when you get called into question, and and that's the thing for me. It's like, sorry, I got really excited, or not? I I get heated over this whole conversation. So this is what happens to me as soon as I see uh, see people start posting about this. Where cancel culture comes into my mind, Uh, there are certain elements of this conversation that immediately you get thrown out of like. Credibility. It's like, okay, one, do you believe we are erasing history? As soon as you say you're trying to erase history, you're done. Two, heritage. Are you above the Mason-Dixon line? (laughs) All right, you have no credibility because what fucking part of your heritage is that about? Three, 
It was about steep, <laughs> steep rates. Right. Like seeing somebody in, in bumfuck Pennsylvania with a Confederate flag in front of their house. You mean that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, it's, um, it's stupid. It was about it was about states' rights. Okay, well then you're completely neglecting the fact that it was about states' rights unless the states' rights were saying that, oh, if you escape slavery, you're okay in our state. Well, no, the federal government needs to come in and, like, send them back to us at this point. Wait, hold up. That was state, like, that was federal government telling you what to do as a state. I thought you were against this. So there are, there are moments where... If you are not not willing to accept that or at least address it, that's where my cancel culture becomes. Because to me, it's like, hold up, wait, have you thought about these parts? Have you thought about when these statues were actually uh, put up? Okay, you say yes to all of that? You're canceled. Wait, wait, you said, no, you haven't thought about it? Okay, I'll give you a second chance. Wait, no, you're still sticking to a fucking wrong side of the story? All right, you're canceled because I can't spend my time on you. And see, and that's where, I, that's where I say to people, like, I had this, like, mini argument with somebody, you know, in Facebook or whatever, and they were like, like, we were on the opposite sides of the issue on that. <laughs> oh, and he says, I, I, we'll just have to agree to disagree. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not agreeing to disagree with you on that topic. No. You're fucking wrong, and I'm not agreeing to disagree with you on that situation. Like, come on. Like, you expect me to be okay with leaving statues of people that wanted to enslave not only my ancestors, but me, my ancestors, but me, you yeah, know, and right. honor and cherish them as a part of American history. Like, that well, is Well, that's like, the part that you, kills you, me. It's like, this is not, it's American history, but... These were America's enemies. And yes, exactly. We don't have we don't have British soldiers up as part of the revolution. We're like, hey, they were occupying us and not and they were oh, taxing us and we weren't let's represented. Make a of them. Let's yeah. make a statue of them. <laughs> you know, I. It's the exact King same George thing. King George is not like uh, there's no picture or statue of King George. Wait, but He's you know what? Five dollar bill. But you know what? That goes back to it goes back to the hypocrisy. In case you don't know, that was the president. I mean, the the king when you know. America, Do you know yeah. the, pre- yeah. <laughs> the, pre- the president sorry. of uh, yeah, the president of England. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that that kind of goes back to the hypocrisy of America in the sense that we're rebels against oppression. When given the right, narrative. yeah. When yeah. when it fits our narrative, yeah. And the Confederacy was rebels against oppression when it makes us look good in today's moral light. But we all know, truthfully, in both instances, how morally wrong they are when it comes to racism, when it comes to bigotry, and things of that nature. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that's that's the importance of doing all of this. The importance of cancel culture. And the importance of calling people out publicly is to accountability. Account, yeah, yeah, is to be accountable. It's if we're not going to say anything, then who's going to say something? Because if the people in power aren't getting aren't getting pressed by anyone, and they're not getting threatened by anyone, then they're going to keep doing what they do. Which is why Trump hates the press. But that's another issue. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. All right. Quick. So not quick. We have like ten minutes. Ish. Ish. Um, can we define it yet? <laughs> here, here. I, mean, I think it means something to everybody. That's why we're saying it's such an abstract thing. Like, you know, where you, where I draw the line on something may be different than yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I just don't think that you can see there's one set definition for what 
one one event or one thing that just draws a line for for the three of us. Like we so, all have different like barometers when it comes to that. So I don't even know if I mean like we, I don't even know if I mean it in, in that like what is said in terms of like what level of offense does it need to be to be canceled, to be canceled but more of the lines of like what is, is it one what is it? one time? Is it oh, getting back like, to your original? Okay, comment. so, so you're, it, yeah. obviously it has to start at one occasion. It doesn't start out of nothing. It has to start at one occasion. Okay, so we can at least say, at least you made a fuck up, and that quantifies you to be canceled. You're up for review on this fuck up. You know, to be you, canceled. You know, you know, you know what I find many, fascinating though in the whole uh, the whole discussion when you look at people like Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, Stanley, what, what what was the other guy? The, the Cooper uh, Weinstein, Weinstein, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey and, Weinstein, and, uh, and these were people like and Bill Cosby, you know, that were like revered as like movers and shakers. And then as soon as shit gets found out, then all of a sudden. Everybody is the roles like, are reversed. Yeah, it's like, like, but the reason that and in her, you know, in Epstein, he he committed. I believe he committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we getting into the conspiracy theories now? We're not getting into this now. yet. Hold on. Here, here's here's why that's different, though. I'm joking. Sort people. of. <laughs> this is different, sort of, from what we were discussing in terms of how effective is it because what they were canceled for was actually a federal crime. And I miss act. Well, I yeah. also right. believe like Bill Cosby was like. Shit was found out and canceled. He, that was the one yeah, time. Cut, yeah, that, that's like a very defined, very good like. Can example. you separate? Can you separate all the quality work that he did from? This no, is a tough like, issue. This is no, no to me no, and this is why. Okay, to me no, this is why. I'm if, it, if it were a yeah. musical artist, I can Our see family. that example. Well, why is it that Bill Cosby is a comedian? Well, well, here, well, here's the thing. No, his whole public persona was revolved around the fact that he was supposed to be the the family man, the pure person. He publicly insulted and decried people that weren't in that vein. Who were immoral. Who who were immoral. He's done that. So you have his his whole persona and his whole being in the public eye was... This so that's another reason characteristic person, I, right, yeah, and yeah. now all of a sudden he's not that. Yeah, so all of this is hypocritical. The, can't you separate the, the artist from the person? In what sense? Because like you see what I'm saying. I'm not like if was I he watched, that person when so, he was. So like, wait, I was, was, was wait, wait, so exactly was the Bill Cosby Show not a momentous moment for black people? It was, and you can so, talk about you can talk about it. And you destroy all of that. I'm not saying him. No, 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 no. This, I'm sure. coming in as a mediator. I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. You're talking about the Bill Cosby Show and that stuff and everything he did for the black culture. You're talking about cancel Bill Cosby. Don't cancel necessarily like everything that he's the, like. The how do you how do you separate? But the thing is, how do you separate him R. from Kelly. that? Like you have to address that. R. Kelly. There are people who. Can separate it, I, but there's R- there are most people. Heard R- R- K- not, not you guys. Oh, no, no. Listen, to I don't. R- Kelly I don't want to watch. I've heard R. Kelly on the radio since. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I and I'm just like, and and and, and here. And I mean, he had some jams. Oh, come on now. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't have jams. I fucking jammed yeah, R. But, Kelly. Yeah, but it's a little. It's a little what, weird. Wait, in hindsight what is the R. Kelly song? 
continue talking. I'm I believe I can fly is a little weird now. Mm. Like the the video for no, it was a whole lot of songs. There's a whole lot of songs. I'm bringing up the yeah. one song in particular. You keep going, but it might be a, it might be an Aaliyah song. But I don't well, care. yeah, it is. Yeah, AJ, nothing but a number. Yeah, see, that's yeah, well, weird. Yeah, but that's like, weird. but no. The reason that I'm, it's, I'm it's hard. Kind of I'm just saying it's harder to separate an actor or a public figure from their art when their public persona was created from that art and they took that and ran with that public perception of them and now you find out this isn't the person so you can't just say that Bill Cosby should never the Cosby should never happen right well that's that's my thing is like when you're looking at uh, networks that are going back taking out episodes of blackface when they're taking out problematic episodes I think that's as for me is as insulting as taking away uh, the word nigger, uh, nigger out of uh, what is it, Huckleberry Finn yeah he yeah, wrote that yeah. word too many times so but but it's a point though to me it's a point of now you have to sit yeah, with this you do and you have to understand yeah. erasing it well, doesn't think, think about this. that's different do than, anything so when when that conversation comes when you take that word and you replace it for slave which dl hughley says i don't know about you but i'd rather be a nigga than a slave yeah um but right <laughs> yeah because at least if it's a nigga i can go home if i'm a slave i have to stay with you yeah right but but having that conversation too right when when you talk about all of those components and you talk about let's take this word out of the book that's when you're talking about actual erasing okay when so you're saying take down yeah. the flag when you're taking like all that stuff but you at least have access to learn about it yeah. that's different and to, that's, to erase that's, yeah. those shows to me says that's oh no no nuance. no there needs to be accountability show what the fuck they did so you so you show Cosby show you say this is great because of the things this. that are going on but Cosby However, was a fuck you have to attach to that I mean, what he was in hindsight. You, you at least have to address that. You yeah. can say you can say this by itself is fantastic for black people, but it you can do that without praising him, the person. Exactly. Exactly. There are so many other you people can't on really... that show deserving of praise. Okay, so let yeah, me ask exactly. you this: So should a college professor, which I, I, I've heard a few stories of this, be? Fired or lose tenure or whatever it is because if they're reading something from a historical context, don't say the fucking word. Don't say the. It's that, not that it hard. Was, it was written. It was written that way. Don't oh no, say that's it. like rapping a rap song. Don't yeah. don't yeah. fucking say it. You know better. If there's even a question of you should, you, you should talk to my you should talk to my daughter about that. That's she different. like loses her mind. What, that's, that's the, what Jada think oh. you should say it or shouldn't say it. No. Like she's like I'm no still wait, wait. <laughs> we're, we're waiting till they're 21 they're all coming on the show at the same time because it's gonna be fucking nuts oh my god <laughs> Jada will like like she's five foot one she will kick your ass if you, you say know, I'm gonna be on the other <laughs> side of the table for that whole no, conversation because I'm gonna try to like stir the, oh, <laughs> stir the pot but uh, we we're, we're coming down to the end of this I want to bring up one quote from an article and then make an announcement uh, by this point, most of yes. the people listening will already know, if they, especially if they made it this far. I'm like, well, holy shit, you actually fuck with us. But uh, I want to make an announcement and then read if off of that announcement. We're canceling you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Well, right. I think we want to... Uh, nah, I'm <laughs> well, right before that, uh, well, you can write, read the quote, but right before that, kind of want to co- circle around to some conclusions yeah. on yeah, our yeah, discussion. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I want to do 
that element okay. first, okay. and then we can Let's do our conclusions. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. So, Sounds good. So got, there's got a sure yeah, yeah. There's a Vice article. When was this written? Let, let's start. It's in defense of cancel culture, and this was written in April of 2019. So this was about a year. Ago, yeah. Right. Recent. It's recent enough. Yeah. Um, especially with in, in light of everything that's been going on cr- currently, like yeah, we're still talking about protesting and can- cancel culture. I believe is in the realm of protest. Uh, it is. But, but we're talking. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. A lot of yeah. more articles and a lot of more conversations are about protest on a broader scale than they are about a subset of protest in terms of cancel culture. So this being a year ago, it's pretty relevant. So it's a Vice article. Uh, what is cancel culture? And all this kind of conversations. And there's this person named Felix. I don't remember what Felix's role is or anything about Felix. But this guy's name is Felix. All right, all right cool. Felix. Sorry. So Felix says, how else do we, the public, who are largely powerless in the everyday execution of system values, moderate society without something like cancel, uh, moderate society without something like cancel culture? Felix asks. Adding... Where can, uh, where, sorry, where we can point out in real time the attitudes that perpetuate violence and call them out. That said, does cancel culture work? I don't know, but it's what we have. I think it helps mobilize people and direct intentions towards better legislative possibilities. That's one of the best wrap-ups of cancel culture that I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get your thoughts. I agree, and to get into, like, some conclusion, because that kind of speaks to my thought process on this is, and I and I wrote some stuff in here in this conclusion that I, uh, more so my talking points for, like, my counter-talking points, I guess, my counterpoints to what I'm thinking, because those are the things we're going to forget. Or, I'm so mad so. at you. I'm reading your conclusions. And can you just say Dr. Martin Luther King? Oh, brother Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So, <laughs> clearly. I feel so out of it right now. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a 9.5 9. starting to No, no. I, I'm just saying, like, you guys have everything up, and I'm just sitting here. Looking here, here. Like, What's nah, your email? I'll share it with you. No, no you're, you're, you're just, like, our reactionary, you know. Okay. Correspondent. Off the cuff. Minister off, of Information. There you go. Minister of Information. Professor Griffith. Um, I believe wholeheartedly I that we need to that we need to uh, hold people accountable and point out people's flaws and things that they've said wrong. I think we need to put people on blast for that. What I think we need to do is still do that, be strong about it, and depending on their reaction to that how we continue on, how we continue forward with them. Do we, we cancel them and then we say, okay, how have they reacted to this? Oh, they're still being assholes or still being racist. They're still, okay, boom, you're gone forever. We don't even want to hear from you. Oh, and then, oh, we've canceled you. Bam. We're not supporting you. Oh, you've walked things back. Okay. Let's hear what you have to say about it. Oh, that kind of sounds all right. So we'll give you an opportunity to either make amends or show that you show that you've truly right. changed your yeah opinions and changed your mind and you've grown from this. Wait, so 
to me, it sounds like you're talking about a rehabilitation process. Yeah, sort of like what should be happening with the prison industrial complex. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We should, we should really be focusing on rehabilitation so that we can bring people back into society in the correct way instead yeah. of throwing them away like dogs for this. Yeah, it's like if you put, a, put your, the fact that you're a felon on an application. Right. Oh, so you're what, fucked. You're, you're, so you're fucked. My, so what I'm hearing, some, what I'm some, hearing like, from... Some really awesome people that... Like, I, I, like, I wish, wish it here, whatever, that like I could start a business and I would have hired nothing but... like. Excellent. Yeah. You know, because like they deserve that chance. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is, you know, we're willing to, you know, give opportunity, give chance to rehabilitate, give chance to prove yourself, to understand what you have done wrong, and to become again a functioning part of society. Where the other side who more likely than not, is not a fan of cancel culture. Won't. Won't. Yes. But, and that's the thing. We wow. And that comes back to my point on politis, politicization of it is that other side will make it seem as if the instant you say something that doesn't quite sound right, bam, you're gone. You can no longer get a job. You can no longer yeah, make yeah, a living. Yeah. That's not true. And I think, and and in saying this, as I read some of the, the points in this, is it's not necessarily about we have to kind of pussyfoot around the... Well, you can't say that word. <laughs> we can't... Uh, Kittenfoot. Kitten. <laughs> we can't catfoot around. Can't catfoot around. That's the, uh, the phrase anyways. Anyways, continue. Yeah. <laughs> We can't tap dance around the idea of, or like when someone says something, we can't tap dance around right. what they did. I, and I don't want, to, I want to make sure that's not what I'm like pushing for. I don't think so. I say, let's be strong about it. Let's push them, push them out and make them realize, oh shit, I fucked up. Yeah. From there. Where do they go? Where do they go? Exactly. Yeah. I think my only comment, and I'm going to let you chime in before we move into anything else and wrap this up, is I, I think we live, especially in the Redding Brooks County area, this has been pointed out, and I am in complete agreement with it. We live in a cultural or societal bubble that is uh, uncomfortable with being called out, with being addressed, with being shown our flaws. And that is... Something that needs to change. If the Reading area, if the Reading area as yeah, a very micro, well, no, it, we're looking at it in a microcosm, like looking at it in a very small area, something that we know we are familiar with. If we're not able to change and, and appreciate that and be willing to accept that in a very small community, how is the how are the rest of us going to be able to do it? And I, I, I don't. I don't think you could say it's a microcosm. Quite honestly, I mean that's the world. I mean, so but like no, no. You, you so know, what I'm trying to say is, if you look at Reading on a, don't look at anything else in the world. You look at Reading and its inability to do it, and one small area of the world is unable to do it. How is the world going to be able so to do like, it? It's like the politics is local type of thing. Like you know, really, it is you know. Whoever you elect as your 
representative or whatever is representing. I am speaking more of a you're only as strong as your weakest link. And if we use writing as the quote unquote, which I don't believe it is, but if we use writing as the quote unquote weakest link, how is the strongest link going to survive? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like building on a couple of your different points. I mean, I just, I think of it well, as you guys are talking, I'm just thinking of it of like cancel culture. And if you can't get any, it, it does, it's not even a black white thing or whatever, but it's just like any, any topic. It's like the whole chauvinistic, a whole like, we should be canceling anything. Like when I was, when I was a, uh, you know, a young professional, you could make comments, you know, this is going like the Me Too thing. You could make comments about a woman's body. When I first graduated from high, uh, from uh, college, like you could say shit like that. Now that shit needs to be canceled because I, you know, not only because I have daughters, but you know, I have like many family members but in you, the whole night, like that shit needs to be canceled. We need to be able to say like, this is unacceptable and so disrespectful to women that it needs to stop, you know? I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, that should never be returned to. You know what I'm saying? And I think of all these topics that we're talking about today, it's not just one area. It's everywhere. It's like, you know, Martin Luther King said, the worst person to deal with is that white moderate. Because think about it. You know, like, if they're okay with it, it's not directly affecting them, and they just sit back and just let it accept it, it letting it happen. They're worse than the person who's actually doing it. You know, seriously. Like, yeah. Because if you're speaking up and you think that you, you think it's wrong and you're just going to sit back and let it happen, that's just fucked up. It's as simple as that. I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, to me, like, yeah, I mean, yes, the cancel culture, in a sense, is good in that we can say, look, when you were doing something that is wrong, that is fucked up, you need to be called on that shit to Chris's point about accountability. How how you deal with that is not our problem. It's your problem. You need to make sure that you learn from being canceled and how are you growing from it. If, you are, if your response is, well, I'm going to keep living the way I'm living and I don't care if you have to deal with it, then yes, be gone. If you were going to try to learn from it like a Kevin Hart... And say, okay, well, I made that mistake. I'm going to grow from this and then adjust your behavior accordingly. And Kevin Hart's a freaking brilliant comedian. He's good. You know, he knows his shit. Yeah. And he's, and he's so, you know, so you know. Let, let's take a quick vote to wrap this up. Cancel culture, yay or nay? Yay. 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 <laughs> All right, cool. So, yay, cancel culture is the episode title. Uh, <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, what, what'd you? <laughs> Alright, so want to make a quick announcement. By this time, you should know our special announcement. We have an intern. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it's me. I'm 54 years old. <laughs> That's right. This is the movie The Intern. The Intern. This is Robert De Niro. No, uh, so we have an intern. Her name is Anador. Uh, she was working, is working. I'm not quite sure of the status right now. Uh, sorry, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> she was working at Oprah Grown Company. She approached us about becoming an intern uh, and just kind of learning more about the podcast world and just being able to um, expand on her writing abilities and skill sets. 
So, yeah, we need help. We have said it on the show multiple times. If you want to become part of the, the team, all you have to do is reach out, and we desperately need people. So we weren't going to turn anybody away. So Anador is a student at RAC, you know, communication student, 21. Reading Area Community College. Correct. Shout out to Reading. Yay. But she actually, uh, we've been including her in some of these conversations. We've been putting her in the show notes. She's going to be doing like social media. She's going to be handling a bunch of different areas of the podcast to see what she likes, what she doesn't like, and we'll grow the program that way. But uh, give her access to the show notes. And this is just kind of some of her thoughts. You want to read them? I had them up. And I, okay. So her, her thoughts on this, uh, she said, from what I can see, Cancel culture is a result of the establishment failing to hold those accountable. Um, the individual slash company being exposed is affirmed um, in ignorance, as I have no sympathy. Um, being exposed uh, is affirmation in ignorance. Uh, she, she has a personal anecdote. She remembers uh, a couple months ago, um, there was a controversy over a group of teenagers who lost their college acceptance over a racist meme. Had leftist Twitter not circulated the video, they would most likely um, would have continued uh, their education and become racist doctors, lawyers, or policymakers. So I, I, I really, I really like that point. Um, yeah, and she, and she mentions um, that the issue, the issue for her is uh, those kids most likely uh, did not come to see the error of their ways. Being held accountable probably fueled their hatred. However. Uh, what is progression worth uh, when it's when it has to be cozy enough for the white moderate to get behind? Um, I do not think real progress can be made while speaking softly enough for everyone to listen. So her ability, I like to, that chick. Yo, no, her ability I mean, to speak girl, on this one. Woman. When we were Sorry. looking at her uh, cover letter, when we were looking at yeah, canceled. Uh, when we were looking at her resume, <laughs> her uh, reasons as to why she wanted to become part of the team and. Hearing how she spoke on some of these issues was really uh, exciting for us because I think she does come from an understanding of that she helped, she holds certain privileges and she immediately was aware and uh, established that as like, I can't speak from your perspective. I understand from this. I might not right. ever understand. As much as I read that. Right. But uh, I... Obvi no, to me, Perfect. obvious enough from what she talks about Absolutely. and being able yeah, to see was, was, Chris's notes awesome. and to read on yeah. this was uh, is very impressive. So you'll probably see a post by her. She's going to take. I think she needs to be a guest on the show. Actually, that is the, the goal. Is that her one of the last episodes as an intern? Yeah. She'll be uh, she'll be leading part of the discussion. It'll be her topic point. She'll she'll come in and kind of that'd be dope. Talk with us. Yeah. Uh, she's 21, so we'll be able to sit down and have a beer with her and discuss about that. Because that's obviously... the most important part well, of all. This. Exactly. <laughs> but but to, to bring up that point, when we talk about diversity and inclusion within craft beer, we're talking about like yeah, there, there I mean, needs to be yeah. more people in uh, black people and people of color. Yeah. But another underrepresented uh, aspect of yeah. group is women. Women. So obviously it, it's it, it's even uh, exponentially so when it comes to black and uh, black women and women of color, but. That, that doesn't like necessarily exclude white women as well. That, that is still, you think of the average craft beer drinker as a uh, 25 to 35 year old white, male, white male, male, heterosexual male, wearing thick frame glasses and a plaid, hat, shirt, plaid shirt with beard. a thick ass beard as I'm shaving right now. <laughs> 
But thank you guys so much. This was a great episode. We might have hit over an hour. Uh, this was the perfect episode in our minds to speak after the canon and Black is beautiful. Black is beautiful. The Black is beautiful. Shout out to Evergreen. Shout out to Wolf Brewing Company. Most, Most importantly, importantly, shout out to Harris Family Brewing Yo, Company. This glass I got is today is dope. dope. And even more <laughs> important, importantly, shout out to Weathered Souls. Yes. This initiative has taken the nation by storm. <laughs> it's just, it, it's wonderful. As I said. I saw more black people and people of color at this brewery than I've ever seen. And that was beautiful. That was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So as we talked during the COVID series of protests and just even the uh, the fact of being black yeah. in a society where the systems are put in place for you not to succeed, every day of your life is a protest. To have that in an industry that, in a community that is lacking representation, and to come in that loud where you were the majority representation in that building for the day, holy shit. Amazing. So thank you guys. Until next time. Peace. Peace.